All right, so welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Cuatro Cuatro Dos. Once again, Christian over here. And today I have a uh, special guest, somebody that actually I've been wanting to talk to for a while now because uh, he seems to be uh, like a like a somewhat of a local legend, what I would call him here in Houston in a way, even though he doesn't live in Houston right now. Uh, but just because of, you know, the way that he kind of like portrays himself in social media and stuff like that. But if you don't know him by the picture, this is the famous, do we call Do we call you by your name or do we call you by your... You call me Andres, Foxtrot is okay. I don't really mind. All right. So yeah, so we have Foxtrot here, Andres. Um, so let me give you, let me, sh- uh, I wrote down a couple things that I know about you and then you tell me which ones are good and which ones are maybe not right. <laughs> but I have you as a... Uh, dynamic Foxtrot, the Fox lover, Kevin Garcia's number one fan, a journalist, Venezuelan, a writer, a rocket leaguer, a Reddit moderator, and uh, the Dynamo guy. That's how I have you down. How about that? That's all correct, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. So, yeah, man, um, I want to talk to you because, um, you know, you're pretty, I mean, I don't know if the word famous is the word. But you're pretty well known in the Dynamo circle, you know. You you usually uh, are the one with the breaking news, and you know, like you know, usually a couple things, you know, quicker than than most people. And um, and oh, I mean, and you're just been around for for a while, you know. Since I got into the whole, you know, podcasting and the whole Dynamo world, like one of the first people that kind of popped up, you know, that seemed to be. Uh, like a reasonable person, you know, not too like negative, but also, you know, realist and not to be like, you know, Hey, like we're the greatest, but you know, to be being real, you know, whenever we're doing bad, we're bad. Whenever we're good, we're good. And also like you're, you're knowledgeable, like, you know, when it comes to like writing and like publishing stuff and you're also like trying to keep up with, with the team. So, um, but I wanted to like start from like the beginning. How did you like end up, you know, cause you're from Venezuela, right? Yep. Yeah. So how did you end up here in like the, the United States in Texas or in Houston or how did that happen? Oh yeah. And uh, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. I, it's been a while since I've been in a podcast um, other than that the Argentinian radio show uh, for the guys um, asking me about the club when Bahamich was coming in. And um, it's been a while. Obviously, the pandemic has changed a lot. And now I'm just glad that I, I could talk to you. And, uh, of course, having an outreach with the Dynamo fans and Dash fans out there. Um, how everything started, I initially moved to Houston back in 2010. I I wouldn't say I wasn't a big, big of a sports fan as I am right now, um, Most mostly because uh, I was a – I was pretty much a kid still, right around 13, 14 years old when I moved in initially. And I wasn't really, when I when I started looking at the teams that, that we had in Houston, obviously you had the Texans, Rockets, and the Astros, obviously doing pretty well. And it wasn't up until two years later, around 2012, when I started um, learning more about the Dynamo. And essentially my first game with the Dynamo, that I get to, got to attend was pretty much out of luck, mostly because my my father's friend had um, had gotten like suit tickets for a playoff game, which was against Kansas City. I think it was leg one or two of of the conference semis, 
mm-hmm. back in back in 2012 or yeah 2012 and like uh, like the, then the first time I won obviously it, w- it was amazing for for me and and from there on I, I just fell in love with the team and like ever since then like I felt that presence like I feel like emotionally attached with the team so much that like on a daily basis like I I've for the most part, I always think about the team. I always think about the players, and I always think about like all the performances, how how they do in every game during the off season as well. So, like since then, obviously, I've been wanting to to do something like related to it. To um, to I would say like that to to reaffirm my fandom kind of thing, obviously, <laughs> and. Initially, it was supposed to be some kind of like a supporters group in Austin. But, uh, when back when it started, uh, it was called uh, Bat City Battalion, and that was back when I moved to Austin for school back in 2015. And yeah, the first challenge I would say was that I, I was a minor, so I couldn't be at bars. <laughs> so yeah, that was the first challenge. So after that, I decided to to do something else, and that something else was obviously when I rebranded to the Foxtrot, which is basically um, trying to communicate Dynamo news uh, to the fandom and not only Dynamo, but also Dash when they also came into the picture and later on RGVFC. Um, the product as it is today, obviously a lot of people know me um, either because they've seen me at Dynamo games or because I, I met them in person uh, at Dynamo games or because of my presence on Twitter, which has been pretty nice overall. Like I've been a lot of great people like along the way, especially at uh, Webb Tilton. You probably know him. Everyone knows yeah. him. And he'll be he'll be on this podcast soon, hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Like he he's he's the number one. Like I always say that he's the number one. He's the number two. And right. like the way I met him, it wasn't it wasn't first because of the Fox Rod or or before then, but it's also also because in 2013, uh, 2013, 2014, I was a season ticket member. For the animal, and I sat in the same in the same section as Webb, and he sat a couple a couple of rows in front of me, and like I always remember him uh, handing me um, streamers like every single game. Like I like I didn't know him really well back back then, so I had I got into like some small talks to him about the team or like other other stuff really, but like obviously like those kinds of people like I, I really enjoy. Um, getting in touch either in person, obviously, way before the pandemic started, and online. And obviously, the Foxtrot has helped me a lot um, uh, reach a bigger audience. But it's not it's not the way I like it to be right now. Only because number one, I have to deal with school and a part time job, which doesn't give me enough time to to make the Foxtrot the way I like it to be. Like. Uh, not only I would like it to to just be social media, like I also extended it to blog to blogging, but I'm not posting, I'm not writing as much as I want to, and I also want to um, consider bringing in like video video or streaming at some point in the future. But as uh, so of right now, it's not it's not the way I like it to be. But um, hopefully, I want it to be something else, like something bigger. That's tight. That's tight. Funny story. Um... I met, well, I guess you can say I met Webb. I haven't, I haven't met him. Like I said hi to him a couple of times, like this in the same way you have, I guess. 
But uh, also, like, my first time ever meeting him was at a di- my first Dynamo game. I went with my wife, and we sat in the, in the section, you know, web section, and he was handing out balloons. So it was pretty funny. That nice. It's kind of like a similar story. Yeah. But uh, I was going to ask you, so how did the name Foxtrot come about? Did you, like, randomly came up with it, or how does that come about? It wasn't really random, but it's, it makes reference to Diesel, um, uh, the Dynamo's mascot, and, and the Duchess. Obviously, like, a lot of people are – attached to the to diesel and it's been a pretty easy decision to to name it after diesel so like a lot of people like i also love love foxes like i thought i think they're awesome and but mo- mostly it was because of diesel and a lot of people love it so i it's been like that for the past five years now so i was gonna ask you so um you were talking about you know how your vision for for foxtrot or you know the brand that you're trying to create. So where, what do you see your, like if you can share maybe uh, some nuggets or something, what do you see yourself doing uh, like in, in the future? You know, how, like you, you mentioned like videos or, or like maybe more blogging. I don't know, what, what, what do you, are you gonna become a YouTuber or something like that? I would say like I've, like when I started the, uh, the Fox Road in like the first two years, I, I really wanted to do the podcasting and it was a pretty hard about myself and also because of, of school and, and, and work in the way and not having enough time to do it. So I had to step, step away from podcasting for the time being. And, and of course I, I've been wanting to, to, to try things around to see what I can I can do because like I've been wanting to do to do something um like even though podcasting is pretty nice like I've been wanting to do something different you know to um I've been wanting to either do something with streaming or or podcasting and just to see um what I could be doing like in the future uh but I'll, I'll see when I mentioned that um if time is not on my side right now and it's been pretty hard but like just just thinking about what I want to do in the future um, over the next couple of years or so. Like hopefully I can I can bring something up. Hopefully less time, but um, obviously with the pandemic, <laughs> the yeah. pandemic bring everything, you know. And uh, yeah, like I've been like yeah yeah I'm just thinking right now. Um, basically, how can how I can make it interesting? How can I make it, make it engaging for everyone, and not only for Dynamo fans but also try to um make it engage you for casual fans just looking at the dynamo or not not obviously it has a hardcore hardcore fan like me or the others but hopefully make it engaging for everyone that's my goal how hard is it for you to be like extremely like very into the the dynamo and like Houston things when you live in austin does that make it extremely hard or do you find it not that hard it is pretty hard um, obviously, before the pandemic started, um, just just traveling to Houston, making the commute down there um, and back to Austin, it's pretty annoying. Like even even though the drive it's only only two and a half hours, the the entire commute, like going um, to Houston and back to Austin, like usually takes me around um, a combined, I will say, five to six hours, depending if I if I stop by or not. And obviously, during the season, that that may be kind of an inconvenience um, yeah. only only because of work and uh, making sure you have all the school work done. Um, 
before you go. And obviously, if you want to stay, like depending on how, how late uh, the game stand, like even though that's not the issue because I have um, friends um, that are really helpful and, and let me stay at their place for the weekend or something like that. But it's a pretty big disadvantage only because I, I don't get to go to all the games and I don't get to go to all the events they have or practices, um, which my goal is obviously to go to all of them. But yeah. obviously, I, I, I couldn't be doing that. And, of course, there's a pandemic now. And, <laughs> and traveling, travel, traveling is, very, is barely possible. I only – my last animal game was the last year's home opener. And, and like, like – and obviously not getting into the games is not hard, hard for me because I do, ha- I do get the season credentials but, uh, for both Animal and Dash. But it's just that – the just making the plans for, for each and every week weekend, assuming that there's no pandemic, um, it's 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 hard as it is, and yeah. obviously there's a lot a lot of costs involved, like depending on on my job and and school. For sure, yeah. And um, now that um, Austin is getting a team, um, have you thought about like I don't know making a switch, or are you gonna be stay faithful with with the Dynamo and also. Um, Going into that, how do you how do you see like the culture changing in Austin now that it's becoming like a soccer city? Maybe maybe it was, but it wasn't as known as it is now with the with an MLS team. Oh yeah, I know. I'm not switching first of all, obviously. And honestly, I'm I'm only pretty excited because of of the of what the of if you want to call it call it a rivalry already. Like I don't know, but it it could it could well be like in the next few years. And um, I'm really excited for it. Um, when I came in, came to Austin, I've been really wanting to watch the, the Aztecs play, which they used to be um, Austin's USL team. But as soon as I moved in, they, they folded. Hmm. Wait, no, they didn't fold, but they moved to Orlando, to, to be Orlando City. And so it's been actually, like when I moved in, it's been also like a couple of years without soccer up until Austin Bolt came in. And so... I've been I've been going to Austin ball games um, casually, um, just to see how how they played and also the stadium, which is right inside a circuit of the Americas, the F1 track. And I thought the experience was pretty unique, like only because you have to uh, park outside the track and make your way in uh, on foot, which was pretty interesting. And like just just the just thinking about the stadium inside the track is pretty it's pretty neat. Um, and like I've been obviously like been talking to a lot of people here in Austin and like I've been like I I believe that it can be like like a really um neat soccer city like a lot of people have been saying it could be a lot like Portland like I think I think being like Portland is um maybe exaggerating right now but I would say that it's a city that can be um a strong um uh, when it comes to soccer because of because of them being the only professional uh, sports team yeah. in, in Austin. And because obviously not a lot of people here are UT fans and there's nothing else like in sense of sports, like not, not everyone wants to follow UT. And like they have a pretty good opportunity uh, to like, obviously pre-court uh, took advantage of the situation and, and make sure everything is going right. As of right now, like they make, they're making all they're make they're splashing all the money they have. Obviously, like just being an expansion team by itself, it's a 
pretty big advantage like over older teams like the Dynamo because they have all the resources the Dynamo didn't have back in the day. And like honestly, like I'm pretty much looking forward to it. Obviously, I've I'm what I'm hoping to watch the Dynamo play in Austin. I'm, I'm gonna go to all their games, and that's probably the only reason I'm gonna go to their stadium just to watch the Dynamo play. And like I, I can always watch Austin FC on TV. Like hopefully, like hopefully they get a pretty good TV deal to watch them, or if not, he's watching on ESPN Plus. But like it's like obviously just like I'll, actually my family has been like teasing me with with me switching to the, the to Austin FC, but I was like, nah, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, you you would hurt a lot of people's feelings if you do, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like that, no. <laughs> that's good. That's good. So going into the whole like uh, being, uh, is it is it your goal to be a journalist? Are you are you going to school for that, or am I just tripping? So you're you're somewhat right, really. I'm I'm um like I did get my associates in journalism, but I'm getting my my bachelor's in communication. So I'm seeking a career in either field. Uh, whichever I find uh, pretty useful um, and the one I enjoy the most really and like as of right now it's pretty far off and um, I would say that like the Fox Road has been obviously kind of a, a, a of a side gig as of right now but like over time like it's like like it's been a part of me like it's it's been helping me develop mostly because I've met a lot of people on the way and obviously because when I, I get all the press credentials for um, to go to all the Dynamo and Dash events and games, like it it helps me develop towards being uh, either a journalist or a better communicator and and just understanding what um, the fans are going through, especially in this like during this period of time when the Dynamo are 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 pretty <laughs> interesting in the sense of what happens on and off the field and with the rebrand and you know all that. Yeah. And like, it's just interesting to see how er like er everyone is reacting to whatever happens with the Dynamo. So like, honestly, like I, like I feel pretty confident to see what's, what's next, obviously with like potentially new ownership coming in this year mm -hmm. and you'll see how, how tab tries to flip a uh, turn the team around with, with what he's got. And now I'm just I mean, like whatever happens on, down the road with all all the experiences I'm gaining and with after school, I'll see how it goes. Awesome. And before we get into the whole like soccer, like more specific, like team wise, let me yeah. ask you some uh, some like random questions. Um, so like when it, when it comes to like, going back to kind of the journalism part, because um, you are usually like let's just say something pops up. And I honestly, me, myself, I go to your page to like verify that it, like if it's real or not. How like how did you come about into like um, having like good sources, you know, because a lot of people are like, hey, like, you know, and, you know, like Glenn Davis, he's like, oh, an inside source told me this, this and that. And, you know, stuff like that. And I find it like it's it's funny to me because, you know, I just feel like. You know, somebody on the inside is like giving them a call. Hey, you know, I'll tell you this, but don't tell, don't tell anybody. You know, just post it as anonymous or whatever. How, like, how do you get your information? How do you go about uh, of like being, um, you know, I don't know, like one of the first ones to get information to, to, I don't know, being trustworthy or, or do you have connections or something like that? 
how does that work in like on your side it's both easy and hard obviously you have to um reach out to other people not not only people like inside the league but also outside the league and usually people that are, are outside the league are easy to reach out to um like uh, oddly enough uh, at least in my experience um i found it to be a a pretty pretty reliable sources like especially um those that are outside when obviously when Bahamic came in uh, somebody in Argentina reported it as a rumor so I had to reach out to to him and other people that that were close to him and and then it happened and 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 those kinds of calls obviously when when you report kind of stuff like that it's pretty hard especially for people that are 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 pretty much independent like the Foxtrot um obviously people like Glenn Davis and and um Lester that's yeah um, yeah you know him he works for um he also does like um Spanish radio for Dynamo he like those kinds of people um get the information faster because they they work within Dynamo and for people like me um since um since I essentially don't have um uh, people inside Dynamo organization like it's pretty hard for me to to get um reliable information immediately so I have to seek it out and Obviously, that's when when uh, connections uh, come in. Obviously, you have to um, establish a consistent connection with someone you you um, see as reliable and has gotten information right in the past. And obviously, like for me, like I've made mistakes in the past, but uh, over the course of time, I've I've improved my um, the way I verify information to make sure it's correct. Like sometimes it's rumors. Like you're saying, um, you're saying rumors by themselves. It's okay, but you have to tag them as such. Obviously, you have to mention that that it's either it's not confirmed or or somebody just tweeted it and you're just retweeting it just for visibility, even though it might not be, not be right. But like as long as people are are correctly informed, I I still think that um, that's what matters to me. And and obviously, like like. Like we all love rumors, but like it's like sometimes pretty hard to to just verify them by themselves. Gotcha, gotcha. That's cool. That that's that's interesting because it it kind of shows how much work like you know you're putting into into the whole into building you know your brand and building like that connection with the fans. So it it's cool to know that you know you're actually working hard. Um, and also the last thing before we get into like the soccer questions. Um, how did your I don't know if this is if you do it as a parody or or whatever, but how did your love as Kevin for Kevin Garcia come about? What is that all about? Oh, you know, um, Kevin Garcia is probably the best player the team ever had. I'm joking. Um, Hands down. Like honestly, like when he came in, um, that was back when Will Cabrera was in. Like he. Like he he was a unique figure in the sense that um, he wasn't like he seemed like he he is a pretty nice guy like I I did I did get to see him I didn't I didn't get to meet him personally though um, but like I did get to see him uh, several times and and like and just between like the inner circles I have like especially people that follow the animal like me um, we will like joke around say hey Kevin Garcia uh, save the game Kevin Garcia is God you know and 
like I, I would say became a kind of a, a parody. So I, I started to, to, to make, to make it a parody and, and people liked it only because Kevin Garcia is pretty weird and he, he won an <laughs> open cup with the Dynamo. So he already has more trophies than probably like the entire team right now. That's funny. But yeah, that well, that's a funny, that's a funny, uh, that's a funny gig. Every time I see it, I crack myself up just because people, people, some people are like don't get it, like that you know it's a joke, and they get so mad. They're like, "Go oh, up with Kevin Garcia, this and that and this." And it's like, dude, it's a joke. Yeah, it's a joke. Down. But yeah, so going back into the whole soccer, like you know, into the actual team. So um, first of all, what are what are your thoughts about the rebrand? How did you feel about that? Did it did it hurt a little bit to see the old logo kind of fly away? Yeah, like it only hurt uh, somewhat, only because uh, to me the rebrand was kind of um, unexpected. Like I thought the rebrand was gonna come in in like the next five or so years, um, because the 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 crest itself is kind of outdated, mm-hmm. and I felt like the soccer ball is kind of necessary. But like there were some elements I grew attached to, like. Like since I started following Dynamo, but the new crest, um, I don't hate it, but I always thought like it could have been better. But like obviously, when I went through all the material to see what the hexagon meant and like all the all the work that went through it, like I thought that that the crest like might grow me over time. But like I said, I like I don't hate it. Um, some some people don't like it uh, as much as I do, which I respect really, but. Um, I thought, like, I thought it, like, I thought compared to um, other rebounds that happened in the league, like, like we, we got the we got the good one. Um, if you see like a team like Nashville or Chicago, which they're changing there soon, and um, I would say I was in New England, um, like the only one remaining. Yeah, like, I was cool. I, like, a, like the Dynamo had like a, a like a pretty good crest compared to other teams here in, in MLS and. Like, like the thing that I appreciate the most is its uniqueness. Um, like, I'm, I'm glad that it's neither a shield or a circle, which I'm okay with that. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I don't. I have it here. I don't. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. You know, it's like it's one of those things. It's like, oh, okay, well, it'll grow on time. Um, so now let's get into a couple of soccer questions, and then we'll let you go. Um, is there any players that you're looking forward to to either seeing back or to seeing in the team again? Uh, anybody that you're excited about? I'm really excited to see what's obviously like. It's kind of it's kind of um, uh, hard to see um, which player I'm interested. Like I'm looking forward to the most right now, only because um, Tab Ramos obviously is uh, has to deal with whatever he's given and yeah. like I I've noticed that um he like he let a lot of pieces go this offseason that were were not needed mm-hmm. and and in this particular season that we're coming in um we only have as of right now only two center backs uh which is obviously worrying like it obviously they're, they're gonna fix it in the, in the few next couple of weeks but I just like one of the positions I've been looking forward to the most was obviously the back line. Like from is gonna be back, which is obviously my my Venezuelan um, player, which I love. Um, and and obviously my cue. Like I've been looking forward to my cue the most, um, just to see what kind of player he's gonna become. And 
and if he's going to turn out to be another successful homegrown like Memo. And oh, and obviously Junqua, like he's like the, um, like my surprise from last year since I, I really like the way he plays. And, and I've been pretty much impressed that Tab like plays him a lot. Like I want to say a lot, but like consistently, like closing, like when the season was coming to a close. And I just hope to see, to see him more often. And I'll see Bahamich coming in, and and just to see how 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 Tab plays Corona is going to be interesting as well, and and I'll see Memo just to see he if he if he's still that that catalyst, somewhat playmaker uh, like on, on midfield, uh, uh, hopefully along with um, Quintero. We'll see. And how far how far do you see us going? Hmm. I would say I'm um, getting close to a playoff spot, but I'm um, just miss uh, coming up short. Um, j- just based on, but which, which is just a complete guess because, like, just predicting MLS, um, it's difficult in itself. And like, ho- hopefully they can make playoffs. Um, um, and there's obviously there's no way they can they can get worse from last year because they ended up last place in the Western Conference. And yeah. I mean, they can always win the wooden spoon, but I doubt that really. And yeah. like, as long as they fill up the the back line with actual defenders, we should be good. Yeah, and what can we expect of the dash, in your opinion? They're they're playoff caliber. I mean, they they can they can go to the the playoffs if they want and the final as well. Like if they feel like it, like they they're pretty much stacked. Really, um, they they did. They did. Um, they did lose a couple players like this offseason that may be key, like to have a consistent squad like every week. Especially if we're considering COVID, if they if they could be playing uh, two games per week, which could be an issue. But like they, like obviously they they're proving it and they have kept most of the squad, so they should be making playoffs like easily. And lastly, since you kind of have been keeping up with RGV, how did you think about the whole independence of RGV and also like the whole playing of the U.S. Open Cup and you know the the USL? How do you think they're gonna they're gonna turn around and do? I think it's great that that they essentially gave the keys to RGV, <clears throat> only because it's been five years since the partnership started, and the only success was 2016. Which was the first year, and um, obviously, Wilma Carrera, when he was the head coach back then, like he he built a pretty good team, um, and they they did, and they only and he led them to the only playoff appearance they ever had, and and obviously from there, like I was expecting them to to either give more minutes to um, the Dynamo Academy players, more uh, Toros Academy players, but it was kind of a, a mixture of of experienced players and and some academy players and like over the past couple of years like the product like on the field with essentially what they were given like it wasn't enough to compete in USL and and they were basically in the cellar for the next couple of years or so and which was pretty disappointing to see and but you can obviously see that it was because of like there was nothing wrong with the partnership or or the coaches that are bringing in. So, 
like I'm honestly I'm pretty glad that they that they control their soccer operations and like that's gonna give them enough of room to to build up a competitive team and like in, and I hope to see them in, in, in playing the open cup and go far they're always gonna play the dynamo in, in, the, in the foreseeable future or at least I just hope they beat FC Dallas like that's what I hope right <laughs> for sure anything but FC Dallas beat every um, and then uh, last thing, the the poster you have behind you, not the the VVVA one, the the other like directly behind you. Where where the right. stadium is out? So that's I saw, it on your, I saw it on your thing too, on your personal page that you have it, right? Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's the same. That's the same one. Um, it's bas- it's basically um both um Olympic Stadium and baseball stadium uh, back in my hometown in Caracas. Um, yeah, that picture was taken in the in the 50s and like it's pretty nice like it's a it's a picture I really like only because I, I love sports and I wasn't when I when I grew up in Caracas I wasn't a big of a soccer fan as I am right now but I like I always went to the baseball games and like like baseball is essentially culture in Venezuela so I, I grew up with baseball and then when I moved to to Houston like it's been pretty much soccer and so like it's a it's a it's a picture I'm pretty much attached to, so I, I think it's pretty nice. Cool, cool. That's what's up. So you're an Astros fan, I assume. Of course. Yeah. Good. All right. Cool. All right, man. Well, I don't know if you wanna just let the people know where they can find you, uh, if they can reach out to you, where you know, all your social media and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sure you're they know by now, but if you wanna go ahead and shout yourself out. Yeah, of course. I'm pretty active on Twitter, so. At Dynamic Foxtrot is my my handle. I yeah, that's where I'm the most active. That's where I I give out the most updates um, as soon as I get them or other interesting things related to the Dynamo Dash or Toros. And and yeah, my my DMs are always open in case there are questions. And cool. And of course, yeah. And as a fan, I would say go and follow uh, the Dynamic Foxtrot because you will get literally all the information that you may ever need about the Houston Dynamo, the Dash, or the Toros. Like, literally, me, myself, when I have a question, the first page I go to is yours. So, uh, yeah, so go check him out. Go follow him and, you know, go, like, I was going to say like and comment, but you don't really do that, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, go follow his stuff and, uh, you know, just say what's up. And uh, thank you, uh, Andres, for, for coming on the show. Thank you for, you know, taking some time out of your day and, and hopefully, you know, we can see more Foxtrot in the future and, you know, everything gets better and better for your career or whatever you're, you're working on in the future. And, you know, nothing but the best for you, man. Uh, Christian, thank you so much for having me on the show. And hopefully you take care of yourself, especially right now. Yeah, I know. All right, brother, be safe, have fun, and please don't become an Austin uh, fan. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> not. Uh, take right, care. Bro. Later, man. All right.